servant to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever, the show that gives you the lowdown on how to become a successful real estate entrepreneur with more than 30 years of experience. America's top female real estate investor one is an expert in financial freedom and turning dreams into realities. Now's your chance to become a Dwandonaire with the help of Dwan. Here's to a flaming hot foreclosure market with the help of Dwan. Cheers. Hey, hey, good morning. Hi, welcome to Business by the Book. This is the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. I'm Dwan Twyford, America's most sought after real estate investor. And I'm your host today. And every other Sunday, we bring you a business by the book. And basically, by the book is the book of the Bible. And we talk about many, many different things that you can relay in your life, things you can use in your business, um, just your personal life, just to make us better business people, just to make us better people in general. So today, I finally got to put this on my heart. And I'm coming to you from my living room. So this is my living room. That is my Christmas corner. So all year round, we leave out. This is a, actually, he's a full-size Santa. And when you um, squeeze his hand or something, he sings. <laughs> it's a little bit creepy, but it's kind of funny as well. My kids love it. My grandkids. All, everybody loves it. So I keep a little Christmas corner, but this is the rest of our house. So I'm in the living room, and uh, the lighting, it's, it's nothing but windows in the house. I'm having a little bit of tough time with the lighting. But I thought it'd be fun to do uh, the, my fall, October, November, December, from my living room. Because it'd be looking a lot like Christmas around here pretty soon. And, and I love that. So today, we are going to read from Proverbs. We're going to read Proverbs 10 through 31. Wow, that's a lot, Dwan. That's a whole verse. Well, what it is, is this is about being a virtuous wife. How to be what is called a Proverbs woman. And if you are in a situation, well, not even if you're married. Um, I think a lot of you know my story that, you know, I had gotten back into the church. And I was married twice before Bill. And our church did these um, singles retreats. So we were in Florida. They were like sort of like uh, Girl Scout camp sort of retreats where everybody, all the you know, bunk beds in this cabin, the boys were over there. And uh, there was a place in the middle where we ate and did Bible studies and listened to music and things like that. And during the day, we would, you know, canoe or hike or whatever. And all the time they talked about... For the men and the women, if you are single and you would actually like to be a Christian wife, and if you're at the point where you're ready to be married, it was a lot about virtue. And so I had made a commitment at one of the retreats to become celibate, which was not an easy decision, <laughs> let me tell you. <laughs> ah, yeah, it was my late 30s. Our hormones are going crazy about it. But I had made a decision to become celibate and threw away my birth control pills. And I decided, and they gave us a, a, a study book and all the places in the Bible to read about. Basically, if you want to be a wife, 
you have to start acting like a wife. So you're not clubbing and sleeping around and drinking and carrying on and waiting for God to bring you this amazing Christian husband or this amazing Christian wife if you're out doing all the worldly things. And so the challenge, one of the challenges was for us to become virtuous men and virtuous women and not to date and just to pray. And when God was ready, he would bring us the mate of our soul. He would bring us the person from him that was actually selected for us. And so I was single for four years uh, before I met Bill. And that's funny because like the first year I was like, all right, Lord, it's been a year. I've had no sex. It's been a year. Like, you know, what's going on? Let's go. I've been being good. And the second year, because I wrote it on my calendar, the second year, and I was like, hey, okay, come on now. My clock's ticking over here. What's going on? And the third year, now I'm just like, Lord, seriously, come on. I'm not a monk. Like, let's get going here. You know, I, I've been waiting and waiting and waiting for you to bring me this amazing husband and having faith and waiting. And I remember God impressing on my heart and saying to me, if you'll stop counting, I bring you somebody. They're ready for you, but you keep counting. So if you'll let me do this in my time, it will happen. And that was in March. And I said, okay, you know what? Never gonna count again, never gonna look at the calendar, never gonna wonder when is God bringing me this person. I'm just gonna wait and let it happen. I'm not gonna try to help God. Because, you know, a lot of us, when we're wanting something, we try to help God. <laughs> I mean, at least I know I do. I'm like, oh, I could help God. I got on a Christian mingle site and thought, you know, maybe I could help God. Because maybe the person, you know, is, is on the internet. <laughs> ah! So I'm sure God just looks down at us a lot and thinks like, people, seriously. So doesn't need our help. But anyway... And then I met Bill uh, in October. So, so March, April, May, June, July, August, September, October. Seven months. Now, God is uh, seven is God's perfect number. It's a number of completion. So, seven months after I stopped helping and trying to encourage God to bring somebody to me quicker, I met Bill. And I mean, I knew almost instantly. The minute we started talking, I could feel like my spirit was jumping and. He could feel something, and within just a couple days, we were like, listen, we're getting married. And I'm like, yeah, I guess we are getting married. Like, we just knew. But part of that uh, study and that, that time was being a Proverbs woman. And this applies to men, too, because if you were sitting there and you're like, hey, you know what? I would really love to be someone's husband someday, and I'd like to be a great husband and this applies to you as well, but it is called the virtuous wife. So Proverbs 31, starting with verse 10, it's called the virtuous wife. It says, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Now back in the days of the Bible, rubies were considered to be the most single valuable thing. So... Who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth is far above rubies. Her heart, the heart of her husband, and safely trust her. 
the heart of her husband safely trusts her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeks wool and flax and willingly works with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She brings her food from afar. She also rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and a portion for her maidservants. She considers a field and buys it. From her profits, she plants a vineyard. She girds herself with strength and strengthens her arms. She perceives that her merchandise is good and her lamp does not go out by night. She stretches out her hands to the to staff and holds and her hand holds the spindle. She extends her hand to the poor, yet she reaches out her hands to the needy. She is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household is clothed with scarlet. She makes tapestry for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. She's got purple hair under there. Her husband is known in the gates. He who sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She supplies sashes for the merchants. Strength and honor are her clothing. She shall, re shall rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom. Not foul language. And on her tongue is the law of kindness. She watches over the ways <clears throat> of her household. She does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done well, but you excel them are. Charm is deceitful and beauty is passing. But a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of your hands and let her own words praise her in the gates. So basically, she's a really good woman. She's loyal and faithful to her husband and her family. She helps the needy. I mean, she's an amazing woman. So let's read the... Um, this is the Life Application Bible. So let's read the bottom part where it sort of explains things out and see what it says. Proverbs has a lot to say about women. How fitting that the book ends with a picture of a woman of strong character. Great wisdom, many skills, and great compassion. Some people have the mistaken idea that the ideal woman in the Bible is retiring, servile, and entirely domestic. Not so. This woman is an excellent wife and mother. She is also a manufacturer, importer, manager, realtor, farmer, seamstress, upholsterer, and merchant. Her strength and dignity do not come from her amazing achievements, however. They are a result of her reverence for God. In our society, where physical appearance counts so much, it may surprise us to realize that her appearance is never mentioned. Her attractiveness comes entirely from her character. Beauty comes from within. I'm teaching my granddaughters that on the daily. 
The woman described in this chapter has outstanding abilities. Her family's social position is high. In fact, she may not be one woman at all. She may be a composition, uh, composite portrait of ideal womanhood. Do not see her as a model to imitate in every detail. Your days are not long enough to do everything she does. See her instead as an inspiration to be all that you can be. She can't be just like her, but we can learn from her industry, integrity, and her resourcefulness. The distaff and spindle are two implements used in hand spinning. The book of Proverbs begins with the command to fear the Lord and ends with a picture of a woman who fulfills this command. Her qualities are mentioned throughout the book. Hard work, fear of God, respect for her spouse, foresight, encouragement, care for others, concern for the poor, wisdom in handling money, these qualities when coupled with fear of God, these couples when coupled with the fear of God lead to enjoyment, success, honor, and work. Proverbs is a very practical for our day because it shows us how to become wise, make good decisions, and live according to God's ideal. So when you read through this and you're like, oh, she spindles, she does, but she, she buys fields, she plants, da, da, da. it's not meaning that she's working her butt off 24 hours a day. She is wise. She is virtuous. Who can find a virtuous wife? Well, there aren't very many of them right now because, like, I think, I don't know exact statistics anymore. The 80% of the men have affairs and something like 60 or 70% of the women. So if you're having an affair, not virtuous. Okay, her worth is far above rubies. Yes, because you're a beautiful, wonderful, amazing woman, you are worth more than rubies. Her heart and her husband safely trust her. There is nothing better. I can tell you after being in a relationship with Bill for 20 years, there is nothing more comforting than never having to worry what he's doing and he never has to worry about what I'm doing. And trust is a hard thing it takes a long time to gain trust. You can lose it in like one second. One bonehead move destroys your trust. So the husband will have no lack of gain, meaning behind every man is the good woman, right? Always. Uh, she's, she does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She's good with her hands. She's good with money. She's good with food. Basically, she's an amazing woman. She takes care of her kids, her husband. She takes care of everyone. So I'm going to challenge you to read Proverbs 31. And even if you're a man and you're like, well, I don't want to be a virtuous woman. And you know, I don't know. I'm a man. So wouldn't it be nice to have a Proverbs 35 woman, uh, 31? But if you have a Proverbs woman, you need to be a Proverbs man. You need to be loyal and faithful and trustworthy. You need to be virtuous. You need to work well and use money well and take care of your family. You need to have good standing and good reputation. So when you put those two things together, it gives you a strong, godly marriage. I'm very proud to say that in my 20 years of being married to Bill, 
We have kept God in the center of our lives. We do our Bible studies. We pray. And we really follow and honor each other and all the things that God asks us to do. Now, do we ever do something dumb? Of course. I think everybody does. Do we ever say or do something? Oh, well, I shouldn't have done that. I'd imagine everybody does. But we keep God in the center. And if you really want to have a great marriage, you must keep God in the center and then everything else around you will work out fine. So that is it. I am asking you to read Proverbs 31, men and women alike. And if you are single and looking for someone to marry and you want to be in a happy, wonderful, amazing relationship, let God bring you a spouse. Because I did it twice before Bill and it didn't work out. So clearly I'm not capable of picking up my own men. <laughs> But when I let God bring me a man, it has been the most amazing blessing of my entire life. So I wish happy and joy and great marriage to all of you. If you're in a marriage right now and things aren't that great, turn to God. Start reading. And read all the things God has to say about marriage. And I think it will help you. And it will definitely help you in your business life. Because when you're happy at home, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> right? We've all heard that. But when you're happy at home and you have the support of your family, it makes it easier to go out and be successful in the world. So that is it. I want you to read Proverbs 31 and be a Proverbs fan and be a Proverbs wife. But be of good virtue. I think that's the key. All right. So uh, the .com, at Dwonderful for your four free ebooks. Uh, leave me a five star review and write something really amazing. And I will, might read your review on one of my other shows. And remember that the truth is in the red letters. We'll be back next week. Same bad time, same bad channel. Ciao. Thank you for dropping by to the most wonderful real estate podcast ever. Making real estate investment wonderful each and every time. Offer more information on how to make your, your real estate, estate dreams a reality. reality. Keep an eye on dwonderful.com and be sure to become a member.